Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. You know, we're in a new series we started last week called Fearless, Making Progress in the Face of Fear. Yes, we found out last week that it is absolutely possible that even though you may be feeling feelings of fear, you may feel paralyzed from a voice or paralyzed from a situation that has been negative in your life that may have even been plaguing you for generations, I believe we're making progress right now to put that thing behind us. We're going to live fearless. Come on. Do I have any fearless people with me today? Come on. Like this. Comment. Share. Minister one to another. I think it's so awesome when you guys talk to each other in the chat. Man, it really blesses me when I get a chance to go back and read them and, and, and watch how you guys respond to each other. It's, it's awesome. It really is. So we said last time that 85%, this is huge, 85% of people's fears uh, don't even manifest. So we are spending so much emotional capital, so much of ourself uh, uh, in, in just wasted energy, wasted headspace, as my friend says, okay, of fears that are completely not going to manifest in our lives. And so it's amazing how so many of us have them. We deal with them. And we found out last time that fear, when it's fully manifested, it causes us, it makes us to walk around stuff and to avoid stuff. When sometimes the only way to get over something is to go through something. Come on, am I talking to anybody here today? All right. We found out last time that Isaiah 54, 17 says this, that no weapon formed against you can prosper. All right. Things are going to try to form against you, but they don't have to prosper. Okay. And we found out that every tongue which rises against you in judgment or all those voices that come against you to cause you to fear, all those things that try to come against you to, to tuck tail and run. The Bible says, says that you can become fearless and speak to those things and condemn those things. Why? This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me. You see the connection that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And because you know that you're living it and it's a part of your everyday process, you become fearless. Come on. Am I talking to any fearless people out there today? All right. So let's pray. Let's get into the word of God today. We're going to take this a step further as we talk about how you can make progress in the face of fear. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you for this day, for the opportunity to speak this word. I pray for the hearer. I pray, Lord God, that they would be blessed in their hearing and that, Lord, that I would be blessed in the communication of this message. Holy Spirit, we give you free reign today minister to us and through us in Jesus name we pray amen all right 
Last time we talked about the feelings of fear, all right? The feelings of fear are different from actually what fear really is. Fear fully manifests means you turn and go the other direction or you stop your progress or you quit, okay? But just because you may have the feelings of fear, we're learning you can face situations, you can walk through dark situations, even though your knees may be knocking, your teeth may be chattering, we can still walk through things. Come on, somebody. And so I want to just encourage you today to look at fear a little bit different today in this message. Fear can sometimes be a test. It can be a test of something that we're going through. And a lot of times in my life, when I'm facing a difficulty, especially if something is a sale in my mind, and I'm just dealing with a fear of failure or a fear of, um, that I'm not going to make it, or even fear of losing my life, sometimes you have to look at that and say, this is a test. Now, here's what I mean by that, okay? Sometimes we're going to find ourselves in situations where you've prepared, you're trying to get through something, you've given it your best effort, you've given it all you've got, and it still feels like you're not going to succeed. All right, I remember when I was in college graduating my senior year, all right, uh, college was okay for me. It was pretty, it came pretty easy for me. High school, different story because I never applied myself. But when I got to college, it was just a different story. Something clicked with me and it was awesome. But I was in this advanced accounting class and, and I needed to pass my final exam in order to pass this class. I mean, I, it was no, no matter how hard I tried in this class, no matter how hard I studied, prepared, paid attention, because I did, I'm just telling you, you just take my word for it, I was still struggling in this class. The concepts at this level of accounting was really hard for me. So I met with a teacher and, 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 and the professor basically said, listen, Dino, you know, I've seen your effort, your homework is in, you're here in class, you're engaged. He said, you're going to pass this class, trust me. I mean, he gave me every assurance that I was going to pass this class because if I didn't pass it, I wasn't going to graduate. I wasn't going to be able to walk. I was going to have to go back for another semester. It was just, in my mind, just completely disastrous. But here the professor's telling me, you're going to pass this class. So I did what I always did. I studied. I studied for that final exam a week in advance. I'm not kidding you. That's how stressed out I was about that class. One week in advance, I started to study two, three, four hours a night. I was practicing problems. I was memorizing formulas, doing what I knew how to do because I needed to pass this class. I did the dumbest thing ever, which I don't encourage you to do. I pulled an all-nighter. Don't do that. An all-nighter with Coca-Cola. I'm telling you, that's not a good combination. But I stayed up all night studying and drinking Coke and and went to the class, all right, I have this, had that confidence, sat down. When he put the test in front of me before I opened it, my knees started to shake. My teeth started to, to chatter. I, the spirit of fear came upon me, man. And here's what happened. I opened the test and all I could see was a white piece of paper. I completely blanked out. Yes, I completely blanked out, and I'm sitting there saying, I've got to pass this test. I've got to pass this test. And so sitting there and, and, and going back and thinking about this, it reminds me of the scripture that I want to read to you about passing tests. Friends, sometimes we're going to be in fearful situations. We're going to be in stuff that we don't know how we're going to get through. 
Maybe we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. All the rhetoric we're going to hear from media about the, the state of our nation, all right, unrest. Some people believe one guy, some people believe the other guy, and the fighting, the pitting that's going on, the economy, is it fake, is it not fake? Do I invest my money, do I not invest my money? Do I sell my house now because the prices are really high? Do I not sell my house, do I move? Do I the fears and all the things that we're facing, I think every single one of us, prices are going up, food's getting more expensive, inflation, fear, 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 fear. Friends, sometimes you have to look at it like it's a test and we're gonna pass this test. And that's what this scripture reminds me of here in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. Let me read it to you because I think it'll be a blessing to you. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says this, no temptation or no test has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. God is faithful. I love this. You should underline this if you, if you have your Bible there. God is faithful. He will not let you be tested beyond what you can bear. Doesn't this sound like an amazing God that we serve? Listen, but when you are tempted or when you are tested, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So what this means is at the same time you're going through something, at the same time you're dealing with a fear, at the same time you feel like you're being tested, come on somebody, God is already working on your way through and he will not let you go through it by yourself. He's gonna walk through it with you. And when you understand this, here is how we can live fearless and make progress in the face of our fear. Look at fear like a test, okay? Now the context of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 was about Israel. It goes back to the exodus of Israel when they were leaving Egypt, all right? They were tested. When you read the whole context of 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 10, it's talking about that time when Israel was leaving Egypt at the Exodus, and how many times they were tested, how many situations they faced again and again and again. Listen, they faced the situations of living next to the plagues. They could see the plagues. The, you could imagine the fear that hit the community when they saw all the plagues hitting Egypt. The fear that hit the community, guys, when they saw the water turn to blood or when they saw locusts or they saw frogs or, or darkness. Imagine the fear that would have gripped you if you lived back then, okay? So they were in that. That was the setting. And yet God delivered them through that. Imagine what it was like to leave Egypt, okay? They left Egypt. The Bible says that, that they, the day they left, they plundered the Egyptians of their wealth, basically. They stripped the Egyptians of their wealth, and they left. What an amazing story, guys. That's what the Bible says. And they're in the wilderness, and they're, and they're out here, and they're just rejoicing because they're finally free. They, they're just following Moses, their fearless leader, when all of a sudden they hear chariots chasing them, and Pharaoh decides to change his mind, and he pursues them, and the Israelites can see this. Oh my gosh, a test. Oh my gosh, a 
fear being manifested. And so they're looking to their fearless leader. What do we do? And God answers graciously for them, tells Moses, stick your rod out over the Red Sea. This is very interesting. Moses could have sat there at the Red Sea. God, what should I do? What should I do? And, And the Lord could be telling Moses, stretch out your rod, stretch out your rod. Had Moses not stretched out his rod, sometimes you got to take a step of faith. Come on, somebody. And as you take that step of faith, then God begins to do something. Moses stretched out his rod. God parted the Red Seas. All right. A lot of you guys know the rest of that story. Um, and so um, they, they walked through, the Bible says, and they got over to the other side and, and Pharaoh's army pursued them and the Red Sea closed. I mean, they, were, they saw all of this stuff. And in the middle of all of this, the Bible says that they, they complained and they moaned and they groaned and they constantly had a difficult time believing God. They didn't pass their test. And so what I want to do is I want to, I want to break this down, you guys. I want to break the scripture down because I believe there's some nuggets in here that we can learn today and that as we apply them, we can learn to become fearless, face the enemy of fear, make progress in the face of fear. All right. So they were in the wilderness for 40 years, the Bible tells us. Now let's go back here and see that scripture again. The first thing I want you to see is even in the middle of all of their testing, even in the middle of all the fearful things that they faced, all right, the Bible says that God was still faithful, all right? This is so beautiful. God was faithful. He protected them through the plagues. He protected them in the wilderness. He protected them from wild beasts that could have devoured them. He protected them from the Israelites or from the Egyptians that were pursuing them. The Bible says that a pillar of fire stood between them and Pharaoh's army. I mean, imagine seeing that. Imagine fleeing for your life and all of a sudden God just puts a pillar of fire up there to separate you from the, from the army that wants to destroy you. I mean, imagine, this is what God did. God gave them steps to take. And even in those steps that they had to take, which were really tests, they had to face their fears. And even in facing their fears, God was always faithful. And listen, here's what I want you to catch today. Whatever fear you're facing, whatever situation you feel like you are alone in, I'm telling you, God is faithful. Someone just said, well, I don't feel like I have been faithful, Pastor Dino, because God's been so faithful, but I feel like I've always complained. I've been murmuring. I've been always, you know, trying to avoid situations because I'm so fearful. And I, I don't know how, how, I just don't feel like God would be faithful to me. And you know something? I used to believe the same way. I used to believe because of all the failure in my life and all of the things that caused me to be sidetracked and and all the wayward thinking that I had, the rebellious thinking that I had, I used to think that there's no way the promises of God could apply to me until I read this scripture. I'm telling you, God is faithful. Look what 2 Corinthians, 2 Timothy 2, 13 says. Guys, this is just so beautiful. It says, if we are faithless, Come on, somebody who's feeling faithless, somebody who's feeling like you're unworthy, somebody who's feeling like you don't deserve to be blessed. If we are faithless, watch this, he, God, he remains faithful. Why? God is faithful. We've been saying it, come on. But now notice it says, here's why he's faithful to you, for he cannot disown himself. Listen, child of God, I don't care what test you're in. I don't care what fear you're facing. 
You're not going through it alone because we serve a faithful God. And I don't care how much failure you have in your life or whatever sin you may be in right now, God will not disown you because you belong to him. You're his own. You're his kid. You may not be doing anything right now or a few things that might not be pleasing him, but you're still his kid. He loves you. And when you know this, when you know that he's still faithful, even when we're faithless, it'll pull you out of that. When I found out that God was still faithful to me, even when I was faithless, it pulled me out of my junk and it'll pull you out of your junk and it'll pull you out of your fear too. Come on, somebody. God is faithful. That's the first thing I want you to get out of this when you're facing your fear. Here's the second thing I want you to get. It says here, he will not let you be tested beyond what you can handle. This is the kind of God that we serve no matter whatever situation we find ourselves in. You got to get it in your heart that this is a test and we're going to get through this thing. How do you get through a test? You pass the test. Come on, somebody. Somebody put that in the chat. Pass the test. If you are being tested right now, pass the test. Come on. And it says right over here, he will not let you be tested beyond what you are able to handle. You have to know that you're not going through this alone. You have to know, like we found out last time, that my shepherd, our shepherd, is walking you through this. Now, here, let me just put a little nugget in here for you because you have to understand that when you're in a test, you have to ask yourself, why am I in this? And the Lord has helped me to break this fear. The Lord has helped me to break this thing that's causing me, that's blocking progress in my life, okay? And what happens oftentimes, I found, is that we begin growing through this process. And when we're in a test and we understand that God is the one who's walking us through this, then you have the confidence to know that you're going to get through this. You're going to grow through the process. When I look back on my own life of the things that I'm doing today, the experiences that I've had, I thought back when I was pastoring a church uh, years ago in Flint, there was a member in the church out there that was just so difficult. God loved this individual, and I don't know why he was in our church, but I'm just telling you, he was so difficult. To this day, probably the most difficult person that I ever had to pastor. How many times I had to sit down with this guy and walk him through something? How many times I had to sit down with him and get him to apologize to somebody? How many times I had to sit down and get him to stop causing strife or dissension in the church? And I'll never forget one time, I was kind of at my wit's end, and I because he'd, he'd caused a big stirrup in the church, and, and we, it was a, a new church plant, and we were just just kind of getting it all going and everybody was kind of all up in arms about some of the things that this guy was doing and I remember just I drove over to his house that night and I knocked on his door unexpected I sat down in his living room I said we are going to fix this and we're never going to have this situation again then I had to face that again and again and again and I got to tell you I Something snapped in that individual. I mean, he began to grow. He snapped out of that situation, okay? And I grew. He grew. A fear that I had was being broken. And sometimes this is what happens. This is what, ta- this is what happens when God is leading us. So I want to encourage you. Don't avoid situations. Know that God will not, you, will not allow you to be tested or to be 
by yourself going through a situation like that. And I'm telling you, if you'll partner with him and you allow him to walk you through it, you will overcome this. You will. You will actually master it and you'll never come back to it. But here's the deal. There will be another one because there's always another challenge on the horizon. We never arrive at a utopia. There's always going to be another challenge and another challenge and another challenge. That's the reason why we've got to understand this, that it is God walking us through this and he will not allow you to go through this by yourself. All right. Look what Isaiah 41 says. I love this. 41 verse 10. It says, do not fear. I am with you. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And I will uphold you with my righteous hand. My God, here we go. Another example of God's righteousness. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And God's righteousness is upholding you. And when you understand that you're righteous in God's sight, despite anything that you've done, everything completely based on everything that Jesus has done, this confidence comes at whatever test I'm in, whatever valley I'm in, whatever this fear thing is, I'm gonna break it and we're gonna conquer it in Jesus' name. Not because I'm good or you're good, but because he is good. Come on, somebody. All right, you have to understand you're not going through this thing by yourself. And here's this, the third part I want you to see, and I love this because when I look in my own life, and you're gonna see this in your own life, the Bible says there in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, he always provides a way out. He always provides a way out. I thought, I thought about when my friend was gonna lose his house to foreclosure. God provided a way out for him. He had received a letter of debt forgiveness. I thought about ourselves in 2008 when we thought we were gonna lose our business. God provided a way out, another opportunity for, uh, for debt remediation. It was amazing. God is in the business of providing a way out. When I thought I was going to be single for the rest of my life, come out, somebody, God provided a way out for me. It's been some of the best years in my life, okay? God is in the business of providing a way out. If you're in a business situation and you don't know how it's going to be solved, I'm telling you, God is going to provide a way out for you. Why? It's his methodology. I'll think about one Abraham. He brought his son Isaac. The Lord told him he was, that he was going to sacrifice Isaac on, on, the, on the altar. And while Isaac was taking his son to the altar in obedience, this is another teaching altogether. The Bible says there was a ram in the bush. God supplied, God provided a way out. And I'm telling you, child of God, God is providing a way out for you too. I don't care what fear you had. I don't care if it's been generational, if it's been with you since, since, uh, since childhood or it's been passed on from, from, uh, from other generations or whatever the case may be, I'm telling you, God wants to break that fear. God wants to turn you into a fearless person and that you can make progress in the face of your fear. Why? Because he's faithful. Why? Because he's always going to provide a way out. He's always going to go through this stuff with us. I hope you guys get a hold of this. When you look back in our own lives, and I think all of us, if we're honest, and we look back and say, the trouble we've got into, if we take a second and we look back, there was always a way out of it. 
There was always, the Lord was always saying, hey, I don't want you to do this, but we did it anyway. And if you get honest with yourself, like I've had to, you look back and say, wow, the Lord was really telling me not to do this. Or, or that, that person was really warning me not to do something. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And if you find yourself in a current situation right now because you didn't take the way out, come on, somebody. Listen, you got to know that God still is a redeemer. Come on, yeah, if you believe that, that's part of taking the test with God because you get to take the retest. Come on, somebody. You get to retest and you get to go through and you get to start again. Why? He's the redeemer. He's the redeemer of time. He's the redeemer of goods. He's the redeemer of situations. Come on. This is who we serve. So if you're in a test, Pass the test. And I want to I I leave you with something here that is so beautiful because I, I was meditating on this and thinking about this. I was thinking about, so let's go back. The Israelites faced the Exodus about 3,000 years ago, okay? And it took them 40 years in the wilderness, all right? It took them 40 years to pass their test, 40 years to face their fear. But something very beautiful happened about 2,000 years ago. Jesus, the Bible says, he was tested too. Jesus was led by the Spirit to go into the wilderness to be tested and to be tempted by the enemy. And the Bible says that he overcame every temptation of the enemy in 40 days. This is awesome. It was almost as if Jesus was saying, what it took them 40 years to do, I did in 40 days. Come on, somebody. And here's the deal. I just believe Jesus is a forerunner. He is the forerunner of our Lord and Savior who faced the fears of dealing with Satan, who faced the fears of death, who faced the fears for you and me. So when I look at this, what Jesus did for me in 40 days, the Bible tells me that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives inside of me, it lives inside of you. And the way he was able to conquer is the way you are able to conquer, the way I am able to conquer. Why? We're children of God. That same spirit lives inside of us. We already talked about the fact that you're the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. You are in right standing with him right now. Will you pull on that with me? Come on, pull on it and know that because you're in right standing with him right now, you can go through the situations like he went through the situations. He was our forerunner. He went on ahead of you. He faced every fear for you. He faced the wilderness for you. If you're in a wilderness of fear right now, you have to understand this. He faced it for you. Come on, somebody. Jesus went on ahead of us. He, he succeeded and guess what? You're going to succeed too. And I just got to tell you again, you're not only succeeding, but you're doing better than you think. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't let the voice of fear try to distract you, try to delay what God wants to do in your life, try to get you off track because that's what fear will do. It'll move you. It'll, it'll make you take a shortcut. It'll make you stop dead in your tracks, okay? When God is saying, come on, I want you to walk through. I want you to walk through because the way out of this thing is walking through. We're gonna face this thing together. We're gonna become fearless together. We are gonna make progress in the face of our fear together. You know why? Jesus did it for us. Jesus passed the test. We're his pupil. 
You know what? I believe it's an open book test. Have you ever had a test where they say, hey, it's an open book test? Those were the best. You and I have the Word of God. We have the Holy Spirit. It is an open book test. Whatever fear we face, whatever thing is in our life that's preventing us from going forward, we got the book, man. We got the teacher of the book. We got our Lord and Savior. We're in the family. Come on. Pass the test. Because Jesus passed the test. We can pass the test. Defeat that fear. Because Jesus defeated the fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. But I want to take you back to what the key was when Jesus passed that test. When he went into the wilderness, when he did in 40 days, almost what the Israelites took 40 years. When he defeated the wilderness, in our own wilderness, he defeated for us. Come on. I believe the key was what happened before he went in to the wilderness. Because if you, if you go back and you see what happened to him before Jesus went into the wilderness, the Bible says that he was baptized. He allowed himself to go into the waters of baptism. And when he was there, during that baptism process, this voice from above said for everybody to hear, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You know something, guys? I believe Jesus went into the wilderness knowing how loved he was by the Father. I believe he went into the wilderness in facing those fears, facing those tests, knowing how deeply loved he was by his Father. He knew he wasn't going to be alone. In fact, if you study it out, when, when the enemy tempted Jesus and said to him, you know, you know, are you really the son of God? Okay, he left out that word. Are you really the beloved son of God? Study it out. And friends, that's, it. that's what fear does. Fear gets you to question how much God loves you. Fear gets you to question how faithful God is. Fear gets you to question, are you really, are you really gonna succeed? Is, is God really gonna come through for you? Yeah. I'm telling you, he is. And when you understand how loved you are, that you really are God's beloved, the Bible says, that you are accepted, that you are made alive, that you're doing better than you think, that you really are in the family of God. And when you are in the family of God, you know you're accepted. You know that you're not a stepchild. You know that you're not on the outside. Man, I used to think, oh, if I could just sit in the nosebleeds of heaven, I would be great. That is such a lie. I think that's the voice of fear. I've been to the nosebleed seats and watching some football games. It's not fun up there. I'm telling you, if you're a child of God, you are as beloved. You're not sitting in the nosebleeds. Come on, you're sitting on the field with the coach, with the owner of the team. You're right there with him because you're his beloved child. Jesus knew that this day, that day he went into the wilderness. Do you know that? Do you know how beloved you are? It's one of the reasons why we started Revolution is to help people to discover God's unchanging love and to hear forever that God's love for us never changes. Just like he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just like the words exalted above all things, God's love never changes. We change. Our love waxes hot and it cold at times, but God's love for us 
never changes. Even when we are faithless, He still loves us. Even when it feels like we are distant from God, He still loves us. Do you know that? Jesus knew that. And that's what walked Him through. And I really believe this is probably one of the major keys you can understand about living fearless. Because the Word of God says that perfect love, the perfect love of God that we know and understand drives out all fear, drives out all threat of loss. Come on. God has this for you. It starts right there. Do you know that you're loved of God? That's where it starts. Maybe you're watching today. You don't know. You've never heard this, that you're the loved of God, that God loves you with an unchanging love. The way you know this is by receiving Jesus Christ into your life, by making him personal to you. I'm not talking about learning about Jesus from a distance or learning about Jesus from a religious way or even in a history book. I mean, that's all good too. I knew about all that as well, very religiously, but I did know I could have a personal relationship with him. I didn't know that I could invite Jesus into my life and he would walk with me. He would make me a new person. He would give me a clean slate. He would help me to restart my life. I didn't know that. I'm telling you, he'll do that for you too. Maybe you've never heard this, and I want to invite you, if you're watching for the first time and hearing this for the first time, to invite my Savior, Jesus, into your life. And He'll change you. He will help you. He will, he will give you that clean slate that we're all looking for. Come on, right where you're at right now, I want you to bow your head and pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Make me a new person. I surrender to you. I believe you're the son of God. You came to this earth to die for my sins. And God raised you up to pay for my sins. I make you my personal savior now. And it's in your name I pray, amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.